Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Earwolf, Team Coco, and Stitcher listeners. It's me, Ashley Ray, and I'm here to tell you about a special collection of podcasts in honor of Women's History Month. From TV I Say with yours truly, Significant Others with Liza Powell O'Brien, and Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer, we are excited to celebrate all women who are part of the SiriusXM podcast family. So let's toast to these women-led hosts and listen on Amazon Music. Good evening. And welcome to another episode of Best Friends with Nicole Pyre and Sashir Zamora. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Sashir. How are you today? I'm good. How was your day? Uh, my day has been pretty good. Um, I did a little voiceover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> Friends who have things in common. <laughs> okay. I imagine, <laughs> like... <laughs> imagine um, could you imagine ever talking like that for real no i could i not. would feel insane and there are people in the world who talk like that naturally it's true oh boy i had my tarot cards read last night <laughs> and are you dying because <laughs> of it <laughs> yes um so it was like really interesting because uh i had my tarot cards read in um where the fuck? Oh, New Orleans yeah. for your, when we went down there for your special. And the guy was like, I don't really know. You really pulled some interesting cards. I Did you really... go to Philip? No. Okay. I just went to the man that was there. Mm-hmm. He was like, I can tell you what each card means, but they don't seem to really have a correlation. Also, you pulled everything upside down. Let's do it again. I pulled the cards again. They're all upside down. He was like, huh. I think you need to just like get some some away time from people and like just spend some time alone. And I was like, I paid $65 for someone to tell me to go to like Palm Springs. Mm. And then um, <laughs> a lot of times I pull card, like a lot of upside down cards. What does um, that mean? I don't know what that means. Um, I also cut the deck weird. I didn't realize that cutting the deck means you cut it like three times. I cut it like a hundred times. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. Uh, but so last night it was like, I'm a confident one person with a lot of masculine energy and people are attracted to me. And that was like in my past, but that like influences your future or whatever. And then my like current card was a heart with like a, a like a bunch of swords in it to signify that I'm going through heartache mm-hmm. and I'm sad. And then another card was a, uh, I need to feel sadness and feel my heartbreak in order to move on but the heartbreak's not my fault uh and then i got i pulled a lot of coin cards where it was like you know how to make money uh money is not going to be a problem for you which i was like oh, that's nice um and then my future card was like um oh it was like monetarily i'm like good but uh spiritually i'm not solid mm. uh and I need to acquire spiritual abundance and that I'm resisting moving on from things and 
because I you're supposed to have a question in your like brain. And, you know, the question on my mind is always uh, when when will I find somebody? Will I ever find someone is the person I found who I like going to be the person for me? And it was like you have to it was like uh, you're confident in making money. You're not confident spiritually and you're resisting things. And I was like, well, I know how to make money. I just don't know. Like, I can't make someone fall in love with me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my friend who was reading my cards and her roommate were like, that's not it. That's not love. You can't look at it as making someone fall in love with you. You have to look at relationships as, like, you learn something from someone and, like, your heart is open. And I was like, yeah, but. And then, like, I was literally resisting in the moment. Oh, wow. And I got home. And I was like, oh, hmm. This, a lot of this makes sense to me. So, I wrote a letter to a couple gentlemen, like including my dad, like who've been in my life, who have affected me negatively. Uh, I I put my dad in there because he's affected. I have daddy issues, you know, when it comes to romance. So I like wrote things that he did that affected my love life, and then I wrote a letter to a, a couple gentlemen, and then uh, that felt good, and yeah. it felt like I was. Uh, releasing something. So I feel very good now about my love life. Yeah. Even though I'm still single, I know that this year I will find somebody. I, I just, I'm putting that out there. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to like, just keep my eyes open spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I address the envelopes, but I didn't put stamps on them and I'm going to put them in the post office and just see what happens. I don't know. But won't they come back to you? No, I'm not going to put any addresses on it. I'm just going to put their names on the front. So oh, I'm like, no addresses at all. Yeah, no gonna, return address. I'm just going to mail it. And wherever it lands, it lands. I don't know. I'm just putting my feelings on an adventure. Mm-hmm. What? I That's stupid. I, you hate it. No, no, no. No, I was honestly so on board the whole time until you got to the <laughs> post office part. Well, I don't want to keep the feelings. I want to mail them out. Oh, why don't you just burn it or like rip them up? No, I think it's funnier to put it in a post office uh, little box, and then maybe maybe the mailman will give it to someone with the with, with that name. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone will read it who needs to hear it. Maybe it'll just end up in the trash. But like, maybe I don't know. Maybe someone at the post office will go. There's no address on this. Uh-huh. It's just a man's name. Uh-huh. Men are dogs. <laughs> I'm open this up. See what's about. Okay. And maybe they'll read it and go, "Oh shit, these are my feelings too." I should move on as well. I don't know. Yeah. You're going to really empower some post ladies. Maybe. Life. (laughs) Maybe they'll read the dad one and be like, you know what? My dad fucked me up too. Boop, boop, boop. Yo, what up, dad? You fucked me up. I don't know. All right. Or nothing could happen. Yeah. But you're not going to put your name on it. No. Okay. And then their real names aren't on it. Okay, good. I changed them. Yeah. Cool. To names that are close enough. So close. That's funny. Um... Yeah. Oh, and then last night was just like a pretty good night. Like I, I felt good with my spiritual side, my feelings and stuff. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know how much I actually believe in tarot cards, but like they've they've been pretty on point with things. Yeah. Um. And then my friend Jason also had his pulled, and they were so on point for him. It was like kind of wild. And then I had a pole dancing class last night. My whole right side is very, very fucking sore. Uh, we learned how to do a Peter Pan spin, mm-hmm. which is so hard. Yeah, I didn't know what it was until you showed a me a Peter Pan video. spin. Is if is as if you were laying on the ground on your stomach with your legs spread, 
but you're not on the floor. You're on a pole suspended in the air. Yeah. It was so hard. But then we did this around the world. But instead of completely stepping, you like put your thigh onto the pole so your legs are straight and you pull yourself up. It was really fun. Whoa. And that one I got pretty quick. Whoa. I was like pretty floored. Ooh, I yeah. can't wait to see it. It's very fun. Wait, I want to go back to this tarot card stuff. Oh, sure. Um, That sounded like a really great reading. Yeah. Uh, do you have an idea of how to get more spir- spirituality into your life? Um, I try to do mindful thinking when I'm upset. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm upset, to just, like, take a break, breathe, and go, what's really making you upset? Is it the thing that's actually happening, or is it something that happened earlier, and you're bringing it into this? Um, I think I spend a lot of time alone on the road, and I think... Well, I've been trying to work out while I'm on the road just so I do something that, like, releases endorphins or, like, makes me feel like I've accomplished something. And I think I need to do a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I need to go on walks by myself when I'm in these weird places. Uh, I don't think it includes, like, because I... When I was in uh, out of town last weekend, I was like, oh, you haven't talked to anyone today. Uh, that's bad, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, that's not that bad. Um, maybe if you just, like, got one with yourself, you would feel a little bit better. I don't know. I think I need to be nicer to myself when I'm on the road. For sure. Yeah. Rituals are cool, too. Yeah. I mean, whatever you want. But, you know, some people like... like cutting the head off a dog or something and, like, pl- uh, praying to Satan. Like a ritual. That is... That can be someone's ritual. I mean, like, um, I mean, not to be, like, L.A., but, you know, crystals or, like, putting your energy mm-hmm. towards something or, um, I don't know. I, like, make this, like, apple cider vinegar concoction every morning and then, you know, you know this. You don't know this. I didn't know it was an every morning thing. Yeah. Apple cider vinegar, hot water, um You trying to honey. live forever or something? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. You're trying to get out of here, but yeah, I'm trying to I'm stay. I'm like really trying to get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'll eat day-old hamburgers, <laughs> and hopefully that's my ticket out of here. <laughs> Truly, you do live like you're trying to live forever. Why not? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to take care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm having a good time. Okay, I want to have it a little longer. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm now. I'm trying to take care of myself just because. Um, I feel like when you're unhealthy and you get older, like life gets really hard for you. Yeah, where you're like you move too fast and you're like, well, everything's broken. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just a bag of bones. <laughs> oh no, my bag of bones oh, rattling. No. I didn't brush my teeth for thirty years and now I. Only have gums. Oh, it's so hard to chew with just a gum. But easy to suck a dick. <laughs> the old prostitute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I were to become a prostitute, I would pop out all my teeth. Oh, God. I absolutely would, because then I'd be known as, like, the young gum. And... <laughs> Young gum. <laughs> and everyone will come from from mm-hmm. big and small towns. It's <laughs> far and wide. Do you think you would incorporate your gums with it? Like, do you yes. like, like rub the dick Absolutely. with your gums? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially around the sensitive parts. On a circumcised penis, it's right under the head, right where the yeah. foreskin has been cut. We know because we watched a documentary on man, uh, circumcision. Oh yeah. And it was fully intense. It was really intense. And, maybe, and it also like totally explains why 
men are so crazy. Yes, because their first uh, memory is trauma. Yeah, sexual trauma. Sexual trauma. Immediately. They get... They get pinned down. Yeah, they get... I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I don't know how I, I thought, never it thought happened, about it. Because I know it... I call them brisks. A brie? Think, a brie? A brisk. Brisk? A, a brisk. Brisk? <laughs> no K. Brisk. Yeah. At a brisk. Mm-hmm. The baby's held and sn- uh, and then they cut it. Mm. But in a hospital, they pin them down, like yeah. strap their arms down in like a star and then do it. And, and the then, machinery they were showing was crazy. Crazy, like archaic. Like, yeah, just like old this, school shit. And then. Um, a can opener. One, the the reason why they don't give babies like a sedative or put them under any sort of anesthesia is because they were under the impression. Uh, oh, Josh, what are you pulling up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that first one. That's what they use. Yes, isn't that nuts? The, what is it called? Uh, they were under the impression that babies clamp. scream and then stop crying because they don't actually feel the pain, but they stop crying because they go into shock. Yeah. Which is. So, like I'm not a mom, but like, woof. I don't. Yeah, I don't want my baby to go in shock. Yeah. immediately. And then at the end of the documentary, they they top it off with a bunch of men trying to reclaim their foreskin. Yeah, <laughs> and, and not to laugh at them. I know, but, but what just, a crusade to like. They need some rebranding, on, honestly. They, uh, a little bit. They need some like cool people to be yeah, on board. It was like a strange man in a rocking chair. He's like, I where I wait on my dick for 10 hours a day. It takes a long time for the foreskin to come back. But you know what? I can jerk off and it's good for me. <laughs> it was so wild. And then there's that man who's like, I can come just by the wind hitting my oh, foreskin. Oh, yeah, he was intense. He gives talks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he does like TED Talks on like <laughs> having foreskin, which just sounds like he's like bragging. <laughs> I could come whenever I want. He's so wild. Josh, are you circumcised? I am. I'm Jewish, so. <laughs> Do you hate being a producer? <laughs> Very invasive questions. I'm, 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 I'm ready for, for whatever. Okay, I think most men in America yeah. are circumcised. Um, you had never seen, we went to a fucking movie and there was an uncircumcised dick on the screen and Sashir leaned over and went, what's wrong with it? And I said, what do you mean what's wrong with it? She goes, why? I know that's a penis, but why does it look like that? I said, you've never seen that before? And you said, no. I said, it's just an uncircumcised penis. And you, like something changed in you and you were like, oh, well, I, but, and I was like, that's the foreskin. And you went, oh, and and it, where does it go? And I was like, it just, it, when it gets hard, it like retracts. And you were like, retract. <laughs> it was really funny to see. I never. You understand it. it all? I guess, yeah, I don't, and I don't know how I never saw it. I guess, it makes, because most men in America, I think, are circumcised. But not even, I never saw a picture of it before. I never saw a video of it before. Never in my life I saw it. And this was recent. This was like last year or something. <laughs> yeah, it was last year. I was like, I don't, I just don't know why it looks like this. <laughs> it was just so funny. <laughs> why? What's wrong with it? Why does it, why does it look like that? <laughs> just so quiet too. 
But um, <sighs> now I know. Now you know. Now, now you know like. what an uncircumcised penis looks like. Mm-hmm. I like them. Yeah? I mean, I like them uncircumcised. I like them circumcised. You just like dicks. I really do. I love a dick. Yeah. But uh, a, like a uncircumcised penis is easier to jerk off. Because mm. it gives you like the extra It's like a skin. sleeve. Yeah. It's like uh, those old toys from the 90s that Zany Brainies used to sell. I mentioned it on my podcast and people sent me a bunch of pictures of them. Can you look up um, Zany Brainy? Uh, jelly tube toy? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I believe okay. this was invented by a man who was uncircumcised. Mm. And he was like, man, I'm having a time. I, I think kids are gonna love this. I think little boys who are missing out on their foreskin should play with this. Does it roll in and out? Yeah, it just makes it really easy to like just kind of jerk. Can you put your dick in it? I don't think the hole is big enough for that. Mm. Now we're watching a video. Yeah, of a little girl. Yeah, see? It just, it's like never ending. That's, yes. Oh, that's, that's what it's like. Yep. <laughs> it's also so wild. Yeah, why is that a toy? It's, it's so weird. <laughs> this looks very Isn't sexual. It's so phallic. The, the video we're also watching is like, this is definitely for pedophiles, right? <laughs> This a little girl. The camera yes. is crotch level. The squishy toy is in her hand, and she's just like rolling yeah, it around. It's a little wild. Do you think it says anything for those? Like I grew, I had one when I was a kid. I oh. had one too. Oh, maybe so. Have people practice jerking something off? So when you grow oh. up, the men don't have to explain it to you. Yes, the boys get good at it, and the girls are open to it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the first dick you jerked off? Hmm, let me think about that. Do you do you remember? I'm now that I'm I've asked, I'm trying to think. Um I mean yeah. I Yeah. I guess it was my first boyfriend. Because uh, I didn't really do anything before that. I don't remember. I'm also not even surf- certain it was him. Maybe after that. Hmm. Do you remember the first time you were fingered? Yeah. It's it's not a good story. <laughs> Mine was outside a bar. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> also not a great story. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, let's move on from that. (laughs) Woo! We all know that Crocs are known for comfort and fashion. I love a Croc, but they're really stepping up their game when it comes to personalization. Their truly iconic classic clog and slides are available in tons of colors, and they're just waiting to be personalized with a collection of gibbets charms. You know those fun pieces of flair you pop into the holes? There's plenty of room on whichever pair you choose to create a completely unique combination, one that only you have. Krog's classic clogs and slides are your canvas for expression. You know me, I love a croc. I slide my little tootsies in there and I walk, walk, walk. My favorite ones are leopard print. And I got some sonic gibbets right in mine, which is really nice. The croc clog is my ultimate. So be sure to head to crocs.com to explore all the latest styles and gibbets charms. Isn't it obnoxious when companies have those sneaky gadgets hiding deep in the fine print? Or bills that seem to go up for no dang reason? Oh, boy. There's a lot of yada yadas I've encountered in my life. Like budget airlines that promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more. You could have gone somewhere else. Actually, brands usually want me to say a lot of yada yada when I do ads like this at Metro by T-Mobile. 
There's not a yada yada. That means no contracts, no price hikes, no surprises. They don't even want me to speed through the legal, so here it is. When they say no price hikes when you join, they mean your price will never increase for talk, text, and smartphone data plans. Their only exclusions are for limited time promos, per-use charges, and third-party services. I guess that really is naughty yada yada. Metro by T-Mobile. Naughty yada yada. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials. And the convenience of getting everything online and then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. We don't have time to go to the stores anymore. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. This is such a smart way to shop. Usually I'm just kind of like in the grocery store, not really knowing knowing what I want. And usually I'm hungry, so then I'm buying things I don't need. But Thrive Market is so good about narrowing down the essentials and giving it to you, to your door. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash bestfriends for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash best friends. Thrivemarket.com slash best friends. Boy, the history of Beyonce and Gwyneth Paltrow's friendship. This is a segment that we like to call Celebrity Best Friends. Wait, we don't really need it. So this segment is called Celebrity Best Friends. <coughs> and I didn't know this, but Sashir brought it to my attention that Beyonce and Gwyneth Paltrow are best. They're very good they're, friends. They're, they're best friends. Seems like they're good friends. Yeah, they're like always talking about each other. Mm-hmm. Not about always. I don't think either of them do many interviews anymore. But oh, but for a time they were best friends. Mm-hmm. I honestly sometimes believe that. Hollywood best friendships are not built to last. For a time, you have something in common. Yeah. And then you grow apart because you are very famous and, like, really living. Yeah, things happen. Uh You travel. So we got this picture of Gwyneth telling Beyonce something funny, which I don't buy. (laughs) (laughs) Beyonce's got a mama and okay wig. Um, let's see. The meet cute. This is the meet cute. There is speculation that they met through their husbands, Jay Z mm-hmm. and Chris Martin. Mm-hmm. And Gwyneth ultimately explained that they met the couple at a benefit in New York some years back. We just kind of hooked up and became really close. She told Ellen DeGeneres in 2010. So this is a little. This is a little old. Uh, they're incredible people. They're very kind, generous, good, good people. Good, good. They got that good, that good, good. good. Uh, I don't normally do that. Oh, so this is till 2015 they were friends. Mm-hmm. And now we got Beyonce, Jay-Z, and Gwyneth clapping at, at a, a concert. Uh, I th- it's probably a Coldplay concert. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you something. Oh, Beyonce also performed with Coldplay oh, at, at the, the Super at Bowl. Oh, the, at the, the, the Grammys sports. <laughs> the Grammys of sports, <laughs> yes, the Super Bowl. Uh, not that long ago, right? Yeah. Although Gwyneth and Chris split by, that, by then. But maybe oh, they're still friends. But maybe they're still, yeah, maybe they... 
Maybe, well, they consciously uncoupled. That's true. It was so a conscious uncoupling. Yeah, and I think that means they they didn't end on bad terms. I guess so. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So I guess they didn't have to split up their friends because it was a conscious effort. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Oh, so Beyonce says she's incredible. She's a great friend on every level, which I think is really wild because Beyonce is not known to talk about anything in her personal life. I know. But it was at the premiere of her documentary, Life is But a Dream, mm. which there was billboards all over L.A. and they split up her name to make it spell Bay Once. And I was like, who is this Bay Once? <laughs> And I felt so stupid. Also, the movie Widows, John and I thought it was Windows. So every time we passed the billboard, we'd be like, who's in the window? And then we were telling our bit to his boyfriend. His boyfriend goes, Widows. The movie is Widows. Damn. (laughs) You've made John Multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a mistake that you definitely would have made by yourself. And now Uh And now John's right there with me. (laughs) I think I screamed windows and then I think he just never, never double checked, checked it. I was on a date once and <laughs> there was a drink. We were at like a tiki bar and it said bowl drinks. But I glanced at it and was like, what's a blow drink? And this man looked at me, looked at the menu, <laughs> looked at me again. And I was like, is he never going to tell me? And he went, Nicole, it says bowl. And then I threw my head back and laughed really hard. And I went, maybe I'm dyslexic. And he went, um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? He dated me for a little bit after. So I guess uh, jokes on him. Jokes on him. I'm still dumb. <laughs> I'll never get smarter. There was one time we were driving. You were driving. I was in the passenger seat. And the speed limit said, uh, either I think it said 35 and you said 55 and I was like 35 it's just like a whole other number it's not even or maybe it's something else where I think both the numbers were wrong you just completely read a different number and I was like no just no it's not that uh, I think what happens is I like see something and then I just start talking <laughs> uh, do you remember when we got pulled over in oh Washington uh-huh and we, we rented a drop-top BMW and immediately went to a thrift store uh-huh. <laughs> to stun on the poor people, <laughs> which was our joke. But like, that's we, not why we did not it. why we did we it. We love deals. And we love thrift stores <laughs> and we bought things. Um, but we got pulled over because I was speeding. And the officer goes, do you know why I pulled you over? And I said, no. He goes, you were speeding. Why were you speeding? And I said, uh, look at this car. <laughs> You did. And then I don't even think you hesitate. I think you're just like, look at this car. (laughs) It's a drop top BMW. It's cute. And he's like, okay. And just like walked away. And then you were like, I didn't know I was speeding. Um, I'm sorry. Any of these other options. Just lie. And then I said, what if he comes back and I said I was trying to take you to freedom because you were wearing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was wearing a headscarf. A headscarf. (laughs) I tried to take my sister to freedom. (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, don't. You dare. Yeah. And it took everything in me not to say it. It would have been so funny. I'm just like, just limit our interaction with this cop. I'm fully just trying Please. to die. You really being are. black getting pulled over me like, let's see how funny we can get like, before I get shot. Crazy were two black women in a fancy car. I don't mm. think he likes that. Like, like <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here and don't talk to him anymore. And then he came back and he, and he, he gave us the... Did you give us a ticket? Or yeah, a he yeah. gave me a fucking ticket. And you're like, I promise I won't do it again. And I was like, now you're admitting that you knew you did it. <laughs> well, I figure if I'd have paid $400 to the state of Washington, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, so Beyonce. Oh, yes. 
Okay, the greatest perk of being their friend is I have a relationship with people who are also, who have similar, I mean, obviously I'm not as famous or successful as they are, the Oscar winner added humbly. That's so funny. Uh, so yeah, she likes them because... Uh, they're famous. They're both famous, yeah. I mean, Gwyneth really loves talking about her. Who She's wouldn't? a powerhouse. Gwyneth described Blue Ivy. <laughs> Blue Ivy's a powerhouse. She, Blue Ivy's a child. Hmm. She's like the boss of everything. And she could do all the choreography. You'll see a sh- chandelier video. And she's just super smart. And I love her so much. Aww. That's hilarious. Do you remember when Beyonce was describing Blue Ivy to Oprah, I think? And mm-hmm. she was like, she's fire. She, she is fire. Wind. <laughs> she is. I love Beyonce. The way she speaks is truly like she is God. But she kind of is. It's slow. It's calculated. That is smart, though. I want to be better at interviews because I feel like I'm always like, um, and, uh, like, and, um, uh. I mean, it is hard. You interviews know? are hard. It's especially hard. when they just transcribe what you say. Totally. And they leave in all the likes and the ums yeah. and you're like, cool. Now I sound like Or they don't rephrase what you said to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a sentence earlier where Gwen was like, yeah, pausing and uh-huh, saying, and like, uh-huh. if you hear her, I'm sure it makes sense. But reading it, it's like, what is she saying? Let's see. Oh, so Gwyneth revealed that she got in touch with Beyonce and Jay-Z after the whole Met Gala uh, elevator incident with Solange. I never say, what's going on? She recalled her reaction to the news, meaning she wouldn't just sit there and speculate. If any of my friends had anything like that, I call right away. Absolutely. If someone's clearly going through something, I'll always go straight for it. Now, why is she talking about that? Um, Because they probably asked her about it. Yeah, but I'd still be like, that's their privacy. Like, that's their business. I think people have a really tough time with that. Like, uh, when you were on SNL, I had an interview where this guy was like, so, so she got SNL and you didn't. And I said, yeah, that's how that happened. And he was like, and how do you feel about it? And I was like, I'm really proud of my friend and really happy for her. But, you know, I'm here to talk about my show. And then he was like, yeah, so, like, how is she doing there? And I was like, you'll have to ask her. And he's like, so you're not friends anymore? I said, no. We are friends. We talk every day, but it's her experience. You'll have to ask her. And he goes, oh, so you talk every day, so you are still friends. And I was like, yes. And he's like, so you don't, but you don't know what's going on with her and you don't talk about it. And I was seething in that moment because I was like, I already told you Mm -hmm. in all of the words I know possible that you have to ask her. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about somebody else. I try not to ever have a comment on something that's going on in pop culture just because, like, why, I don't, maybe I have an opinion about it, but, like, honestly, ask them. Yeah, it's really annoying. Like, when the whole Kevin Hart thing was happening, people kept asking me about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you'll have to ask him. Yeah. I mean, he apologized. He said he wasn't going to, but then he did. I don't know. People That's just him. love clickbait. And it's they like, do. Like, this person's not even here. No. I've never worked with them. Yeah, I don't this, know him. We're not talking about this project. We're talking about something else now. Like, I mean... I guess, heaven forbid, have an article that's just about the topic you're talking mm. about. But it's like, I hate having to do all this, like, conversational gymnastics to be like, I'm not talking about this right now. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking, I want to talk about this movie I'm doing or this, or the stand-up that I'm, like, especially mm-hmm. stand-up where I'm like, I'm only in this town to talk about stand-up. And yeah. yet you're, you're asking me about these other comics who are not here or my old job that I haven't worked at for two years mm-hmm. or, like, just, like, so many things are, are not necessary, but they're just 
waiting for some clickbait. It's it's like this is the time that you're gonna you you're the person I'm gonna tell all my secrets to, right? Oh uh, yeah, you're right. This big is, Mama and the Gang in <laughs> Huntsville, Alabama. That's exactly who I'm gonna reveal all the tea to. Right. Get out of so here. Um, let's see. Let's um, should we do some voicemails? Oh yeah. Why are you rubbing your eye? I think there's a who's um, in there. I think there's a hair in there or something or like a lash maybe. What would know. your parents do when you got a lash in your eye? Blow in my eye. Yes, that's not it. I don't think that's you what... tried to do that to me, <laughs> and you got really mad when I wouldn't let you like a freak. <laughs> Wait, what? You don't remember this? No. You were pissed at me. <laughs> this is when BB was in town, and we uh, got or we we're trying to get drinks or dinner or something at that place downtown. It was a, mm. it was like not a, that fun of a place. There was a pineapple oh, drink or something. Um, J- Tom George's in downtown LA, one of the worst places I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I hate Tom George's in downtown LA. Wow. All right. Now, what would you like to say? <laughs> well, we were waiting for a table. We we're at the bar. I had it was rubbing my eye at something in my eye. You, I guess, <laughs> as you do, <laughs> called it out, and. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to rub it off. And you're like, well, let me just blow in it. And I was like, no, <laughs> not at this bar. <laughs> you're like, let me look in there. Let me blow in it. I was like, no, I do not want you to blow in my fucking eye as we're standing by the bar holding our drinks. And you're like, well, your eyeliners have come off. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm only talking to you and PB right now. I'm not trying to look good for anybody. And then you like shut down and we're so cold the rest of the night. And I was like, because you didn't blow in my eye. I don't. You're not my mom. Let me blow. In your eye. No, you weirdo. I don't let want me, you to blow in my eye. Let me just get some wind in my mouth no. and push it out into your eye. It was so weird. <laughs> I was like, I got it. If I need help, I'll let you know. Let me blow in your eye. No. Um, I can't explain why <laughs> I got mad it at you. It was so weird. You just chose to be mad about that. Well, what a treat to talk about Gwyneth and Beyonce and Jay and, and Chris Martin. Who's Chris Martin dating now? Um, I don't know. He was dating Jennifer Lawrence at that point, and then that. But then stopped. she started. She started dating Darren Aronofsky. Aaron Oscar, the, for sure. the Black Swan man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're done too. Oh, Dakota Johnson. Wow. wow. Okay. So his type is white. Uh, <laughs> that's three white women in a row. Can you imagine? Can you imagine only dating white people? I, well, you can. <laughs> I actually can. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, let's listen to a voicemail. Yes. My name is Kate, and I am in college, and I see my best friend all the time. And when you see your best friend all the time... Sometimes you get into this weird roadblock of when you're both just apologizing because you feel like you've weirdly offended each other. Um, so sometimes you get stuck in a, you get stuck in like a little bit of a cycle 
where like I say I'm sorry and she says she's sorry that I feel bad and I say I'm sorry that she feels bad and so it never ever ever stops. So what's a good way to put a stop to that? You guys are both fantastic. Whoa. That's literally never happened to me before. Yeah. <laughs> um a cycle of apologies. Hmm. I mean, that's a nice problem to have. At least they're both yeah. apologizing for something. Um, what are y'all doing? Tossing each other down the stairs? Well, they're in college, so probably not much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So one person's apologizing, and the other person's like, no, I'm sorry I made you feel bad. No, I'm sorry I made you feel mm-hmm. bad. I mean, honestly, what a dream. I can't even... You know how many times I wanted someone to say, I'm sorry I made you feel bad? <laughs> I can't even imagine what that's like. Um, but I guess one of you just stops saying sorry? Maybe get to the root of why you keep apologizing to people. Mm, yeah. Like, what is going on that you guys are so apologetic? Yeah. It also feels like, mm, I guess when you're like close to a person, mm-hmm. you don't have to apologize so much. Yeah, I think you only really need to apologize to someone you see all the time and are super close with is if you see a change where, like, like if, if I'm with you and you're quieter than usual after I've said something maybe racy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe racy? <laughs> I'll go, did I cross the line? Uh, do you, are, is, are we okay? Mm-hmm. I don't... Also, I feel like we don't really get mad at each other. No, I don't... No. And it also, I feel like, gets squashed very quickly. Yeah. This sounds like a young person problem, honestly. Yeah. It feels like... Hey, uh, Kate. Sorry, we're too old. Sorry. <laughs> honestly, when you hit 30, you ju- you, you stop caring fucking, about, yeah. is, is this person oh, that okay? Because yeah. I feel that might be a situation where it's like, uh, someone said, this bothers me. And you're like, oh, sorry for making you feel bad. Oh, I'm sorry I even made you feel uncomfortable by bringing it up. Mm-hmm. That part's not necessary. You don't have to apologize yeah. for making the other person feel bad because you brought up a thing that made you feel bad. Yeah. As long as you're on the same page and that person is aware of it now, that's the end of it. They don't. You don't need to – there's nothing you need to be sorry about for even bringing it up. You bring it up because you need to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Not because – yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's not a moment for, e- for either of you to feel comfortable. It's okay if it's un- uncomfortable. Uncomfortable moments happen all the time. It's a relationship, mm-hmm. and they will continue yeah. to happen. Relationships are like underwear, you know? They'll be uncomfortable sometimes? They cover your pussy, but sometimes <laughs> you'll get a frontal wedgie. That's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> oh, where did you think it was going to go? Something about being uncomfortable or like Yeah, some frontal sort of- wedgie is uncomfortable. Okay. Have you ever had a front wedgie where there's fucking fabric in your pussy and you're trying to walk around an amusement park? <laughs> wow. Very specific. <laughs> And it's fucking the day before New Year's Eve and everyone in Florida is hideous. And you, your underwear is just like maybe two sizes too small. And you have to wait an hour to fucking like even get to the front to get on a fucking ride. And then some of these rides aren't even good fucking rides. Oh, actually, that has happened to me. Now that you said it all out loud, that actually the exact same thing happened to me. Okay, let's read this email. Do you? Would you like me to read it? I'd like you to read it, please. Okay. Nicole and Sashir, comma, hello. I have a best friend who I met online 12 years ago. We have never lived in the same town, but we visit each other once or twice a year. Sometimes for a weekend. Sometimes for a few weeks. It never feels like enough time with them. Last year, I moved to the Bay Area. After that, my bestie moves to San Diego. Circumstances have arose recently, and now I'll be moving down south to live with my best friend. 
I am both excited and nervous. I have lived with friends before and also lost friendships because of budding personalities and habits. Budding? Budding. But! <laughs> have you... <laughs> That's all what the person typed. That's all. That, yes, this isn't me trying to do a joke. <laughs> have you two ever had to share space for a long time with each other? Did you have some rough patches? How did you uh, both work through it? Thank you so much, Maddie. P.S. I've been such a big fan of both of you forever and root for your success daily. <laughs> Congratulations nice. on being beautiful and thriving. Uh, and thank you for feeding us excellent comedy content. Aww, Maddie, really nice. what a treat. That's thank sweet. you. Keep us in your prayers every fucking day. Thank you, Maddie. <laughs> um, um, have, how, what's the longest we've ever been in the same space together? When we went to uh, Mexico and then Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. that was. Uh, I think that was like two weeks yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Pretty uninterrupted. Um, I think we did get a little snippy sometimes, but like it's two weeks uninterrupted. Yeah. We're like, it's just the two of us. It was just the two of us. Like in Mexico, it was truly just the two of us. We couldn't make any friends at this fucking resort. (laughs) Nobody. No matter how hard we tried. (laughs) Except for that one old lady. Oh my gosh, she loved you. There was this old lady with her daughter and they were walking and she had this big necklace. Or no, her daughter had a big necklace and she had like a cute tank top or something. So I went, oh my goodness, I love your necklace to the daughter. And then I looked at the older woman. I went, I know you need a compliment too. This tank top is very cute. So just so you know, you're you're cute too. I know you needed to hear that. And she was like, ha, you knew it. You knew I needed to hear that I was cute too and she was like ha ha ha, 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 ha. and I was like oh let me get the fuck away from this woman she loves me too much so then we ran into them later and I was with you and I told you the story and the lady was like it's you you knew I needed a compliment I told my sister my brother my son-in-law my other son I called Canada long distance and then the daughter was like trying to push her away like come on mom like let's go Leave these nice ladies alone. <laughs> but it was, she just, she loved it. She really did. And I think it's just because I like, I don't know, really just read her fully to her face. Yeah. She's like, you know, you know it. You know I'm selfish and can't, can't even see my daughter get a compliment without trying to steal the compliment. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what was this? Oh, okay. Wait, can, yeah. I guess the question we, is like how- we could never live together. I agree. And I fully know that. Yeah. It's like when we share a hotel room, one side is messy. It's mm-hmm. very terrible. <laughs> and then I'm like complaining I can't find anything. And it's like, well, yeah, because you dumped everything on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then yours is very neat. You don't use drawers like a psychopath. <laughs> you <laughs> everything is very neat. If I ever saw you put a thing in a drawer in a hotel, I would probably rethink our whole friendship. <laughs> like, if you hung up things other than a coat, I would rethink our relationship. Wait a minute. Sometimes I do, though. No, I've never seen it. <laughs> Wait, but do you, are you saying you like that or you no, don't? No, I do not. It'd be crazy. You put your shit in drawers at a hotel? It depends on how long I'm staying You there. don't live there. That's not <laughs> your home. Those are not your drawers. <laughs> you, yes, Why you, would you put things in drawers you just take out later? Keep so it in not, the suitcase, baby. So, so it's not like a huge pile on the floor. Hmm. <laughs> Wait. So you do use drawers. Yeah. I've never seen this. I guess. This is sick. Uh, I don't know. If this is a, disgusting. I don't know if it was an option before. Wait, do you use drawers in hotels? No. Jordan? 
Nobody does. Yeah, you're sick. Y'all are ganging up on me. You're sick. <laughs> and I bet you if we found anybody roaming the streets outside, they would all say, no, we're bring not it, bring psychopaths. <laughs> you know what, though? My, my mom always uses the door to the hotel. She always, like, puts, completely unpacks the suitcase, uses the closet, uses it. I, she's an older woman. <laughs> But I, if you're gonna be somewhere for a while, you how don't, long? How long? I don't know, like a Th- week. A or week. So, then you don't want to just like keep rummaging through your suitcase. You want to like have your stuff out so it's organized and you can see it. You fold shirts and put them in drawers of hotels. I don't fold <laughs> shirts. <laughs> insane i just put this all is the of- wildest thing i've ever heard in my life this is nuts I just put i'm so t- mad i'm steamed <laughs> i'm steamed i'm writing an alligator i'm so mad i got papa <laughs> my lid is blown i'm so angry all right well. oh my god guess i'm weird sorry <laughs> guess this is a crime um but honestly i don't think i would ever live with my best friend i don't think i would either but I, well, I have lived with best friends. I lived with my best friend, Evan, on and off for like, I don't know, five years or something. But it was like more off than on. And when we lived together, we would get into a lot of fights. Uh, so like we just, we did not work living together. But like mm-hmm. he's my dear friend and I love him dearly. Um, Jen Jen became my best friend after we lived together. Um John Milheiser also became like my best friend or like my dear friend after living together. So I think, but also it takes a very special person to live with me. (laughs) A very special person. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like friends that I was friends with before we lived together. I don't, that's, I can't do that. Yeah. Like Mateo and I became really close Mm -hmm. while we were living together and after, but we didn't know each other at all before Mm -hmm. he moved in. I couldn't live with Mateo after knowing him. Yeah. That sounds mean. Uh, what I mean is like his, um, how do I say this nicely? I mean, it's not mean. It's just like, I know I couldn't live with him. That's what, yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, like I think we would really grind each other's gears. <laughs> really grinding my gears. <laughs> uh, I think that's like, um, you're, you find similarities in friends and mm-hmm. that's where your friendship really kind of starts with like things you have in common and stuff. Yeah. And then having too much in common with somebody and then like, and then you have like full blown like other thoughts than that person, like like you putting your stuff in hotel drawers, like <laughs> deal breaker, man. I could never live with you. I think you also need a, a caretaker slash roommate. <laughs> you need someone to like wake you up, <laughs> find you food, <laughs> clean up a little bit after you. Uh, you are clean. You're not, you're not like disgusting. No, I'm uh, uh, cluttered. Yeah. Clut- I'm a very cluttered person, papers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Takes me a long time to go through my mail. Ugh. I mean, when I saw John folding your laundry, I was like, could never. <laughs> could never, would never. Definitely. No. <laughs> Couldn't I didn't even ask imagine. him to. And, and but, you know, I'm sure something happened where he was like, I feel like I have to. <laughs> I never asked him to. He just know. did it. Well, then I don't want that either. I don't want to be like. Hypnotized oh, into no. something where I, what? I left stuff in the dryer for the last two days. <laughs> you just remembered that? Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Because I got home Sunday. Well, it's dry, right? It should be. Well, then that's fine. It's not like wet. Yeah. It'd be worse <laughs> if it was sitting in the washer. I'm just really trying to like finish tasks. Yeah. Oh, Sunday I didn't take my medicine. This explains it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Sick. All right. Um, okay. 
Hi, Nicole and Sashir. My best friend and I have been like sisters since we were 13 years old. We've remained extremely close despite residing in two different states and having polar opposite lifestyles. She was engaged to a couple. Oh, no, to complete to a complete asshole. And after going on vacation with me, she decided to end the engagement. After the breakup, she was doing really well, meeting lots of new people. But the asshole found his way back into her life. And now they're back together. He, uh-oh, he blames me for ending the engagement Whoa. and becomes enraged when he hears her on the phone with me. Oh Oof. She's unhappy in the relationship, but for some reason can't leave him again. Oh, no. He's beginning to drive a wedge in our friendship. It stresses me out when she calls because, oh, my God, I don't want him to yell at her for being on the phone with me. I hate that we have to sneak around in order to continue our 14-year-long friendship. Oh, so she's 27. Should I distance myself from her until she finally leaves him, or should I continue to speak my mind about how toxic he is? I love you both so much. Congrats on the podcast. This is tough. Damn. I think, honestly... Your friend needs to get into some sort of therapy. Yeah. Because that's abusive. Yeah. That's He's yelling at her? abusive. Yelling at her for talking to her friend. Yes. Because he thinks that if she continues talking to her friend, they're going to break up again. Which is like him, like him setting limits on who she speaks to on the phone is fully abuse. But that's not the person who asked us the question. I think you need to tell your friend that she needs to talk to someone who's not you about like fully talk to a therapist yeah. about the relationship because I think she's an abusive relationship. Yeah. Um, and if you tell your friend this, tell her that um, it's not just like therapy therapy. She can do sliding scale therapy, which she just has to bring a pay stub um, and they'll just, you know, based on what she makes that week or whatever, like you pay like, you know, 20 bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's also an app on the phone where you can text a therapist. I don't think that's too expensive. Um, but I do think you need like a third party person to, cause if you say this is a bit abusive and if you say he's bad for you, then like, I, it's a tough thing. Cause yeah. like they get married and then you're the one at the wedding who was like, I, I was the one who was shitting on this whole relationship. And yeah. then, yeah, you can't force this friend to do anything. Yeah. Uh, you can bring forth the topic, mm-hmm. but it's up to that person on their own to yes. decide if this relationship is serving them in a healthy way. Yeah, I was in a bad thing, and I would talk to you about it a lot. And I would say two out of ten times you would go, I really don't like this, and I think this is bad. But the other eight times you didn't say anything, which, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's, like, helpful or whatever, but, like, I know it's bad. I didn't need you to tell me all ten times. I just needed you to listen to me. Yeah. And yeah, there was like uh, there were moments when I realized you weren't telling me stuff, and I was like, "Well, I'd rather hear the stuff mm-hmm. than not hear it at all." So I'll just listen, and then when I think it's getting really bad, I'll just be like, "Hey, this is mm-hmm. something I think should stop." Yeah, uh, this this is tricky though because it's him being like, "I don't want you to talk to your friend," and him yeah, yelling the friend, at her. Yeah, and the friend's like yeah. sneaking conversations. Yeah, like ah, uh, and then maybe you say to your friend. Are you are you like sneaking this call? Like, are you are you talking at full volume inside, or are you sneaking? Mm-hmm. And if she goes, "I'm sneaking," be like, "Listen to yourself. You're sneaking yeah. to speak to anybody on the phone. That's wild." Yeah, just point out what's actually happening. Yeah, you feel like you can't openly speak in your own home yeah. to your friend. Maybe that's there's wild. something wrong with that. And then, if that's a thing that you have to do, like. It's kind of like improv. If that's true, what else is true? Like, mm-hmm. what other weird shit does he do that you don't realize is mm-hmm. bad? 
Yeah, it's, it might take some like tricky wordplay, yeah. but just helping her see like instead of you pointing out mm-hmm. he's doing this, he's doing this. Yeah, be like just kind of point guide out her. the reaction, her reactions to his insane behavior. Yeah, I think would probably be helpful. Yeah, I can but tell I, you're feeling this because yeah. this happened. But I do think a therapist or for like sure a third party needs to intervene. I think so too. Yeah, let's or just like grab her, put her on a bus, and get the fuck out of town. Y'all girls get your ass to a different side of the mm-hmm. country. Or that's one option. Uh huh. Second option, we got pretty lax gun laws here. <laughs> get thee to a gun store, Pamela and and Louise. This shit. Fucking shoot this man and drive off a cliff so you don't go to jail. Yes, that's that's what you should do. No, but truly, a therapist. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Woo. Hey, love y'all. Both can't wait for the podcast. My question's about my best friend's trash ass boyfriend. (laughs) Okay. They did it for two years before I met her. And all I ever hear from her is about about how trash he was, including the fight they had in the middle of the street where he said she was too fat to ever find another guy. By the way, he gained 200 pounds since they got together, so this is clearly a sore point for him. After we had been friends for about a year, they broke up. She talked about how good she felt and that she felt like her self-esteem was so much higher and she deserved better. Fast forward to a couple months ago, the inevitable happened where your friend gets back with their shitty ex and you have to pretend like you didn't say horrible things about them. Anyway, I decided that if she's happy, I'm happy. I won't say anything, apparently. I'm her only friend that's done that, though. Last week I was hanging out with the two of them and for the first uh, for the first time since they got back together and this trash ass man started treating me like shit. Oh, no. I've spoken to her about it and she was appalled by it but like I don't know how much longer I can pretend to be fine with this relationship. Uh, the other night she complained about him when we were drunk but she would never talk about it sober. I know she has family pressure to get married and have babies now that she's 30. Damn, we gotta stop doing this to women. Uh, that's me, Nicole, saying that. So I'm scared she'll end up with this garbage person out of fear. So how do I help her getting uh, to get out of this rut without being unsupportive? Sincerely, trying to take out the trash. Mm. Yeah, mm. I mean, this again is like the last letter. Yeah. But I do think pointing out how shittily he's treating you in person while she's there is helpful. Yeah. To be like, hey, girl. Get your mans. Mm -hmm. Did you hear what he just said to me? Mm -hmm. That's disrespectful. Yeah. I can't hang out with you when you do that. Yeah, yeah. So I can't be with you to get, like, I think that's a very helpful thing to be, like, to just point out the shitty things he's doing. I think so, too. Um, He gained 200 pounds. (laughs) Like, not to be, like, not to be an asshole, but that's a lot of weight to gain in two years. And then he's yelling at her her that she's too fat. That's his own insecurity for yeah, sure. Yeah, seems like you're both little fatties. Um, and then did the friends react to her saying that he was mean to her? She was appalled. Uh, and that was it. Oh, uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. she probably was like, I can't believe you said that. And then friend was like, yeah, I can't believe he said that. But instead of someone being like, hey, you can't fucking you can't say, say that. can't say that, yeah. Um, also, I don't know if you've told your friend this, but like, all women should know that you don't have to get married by the age of 30 oh, and you don't have to have a baby by the age of 30. Yeah. There are different ways that you can have a baby later in life. Society puts this insane pressure on women and it's not fair. No. Uh, and also, why? So you have to get married so you're going to marry this fucking nasty ass dude? 
No, just like, I mean, it, I don't know what your friend's financial thing is, but um, I'm about to start looking into freezing my eggs. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to just have that off the table. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I don't have to rush to get a partner right now so I can get pregnant by this age so my eggs are healthy. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you do have the means... Maybe yeah, look into it. That. So that's you just have that security blanket, and then when you're looking for a partner, you're truly just looking for someone who you mm-hmm. love and who actually treats you well, and, and that you want to spend your life with, just and not someone that pressure, to yeah. get you pregnant real quick. Um, I'm never gonna freeze my eggs. No. I'm gonna see if they're gonna be cracked up by the time I want kids. See if there's <laughs> yolk everywhere of me. <laughs> what? What? No. What? Do you remember when we did improv and? I can't remember what led into this, but you were like something about having two In character. Eggs. I was like, yeah, Megan, I mean, we only have two eggs. And then you, the improviser, went, wait a minute. Hey, friend, do you think women only have two eggs? And I was like, yeah, like still kind of in character. But like Nicole was like, yeah, there are eggs. There's two. And then you were like, no, there's millions. And I was like, what? There's... <laughs> so okay not millions but there's like definitely a lot more I don't know here shit. I'll explain to you where I where the fuck I was coming from okay so if you look at a diagram of the female reproductive system you got two eggs and then you have you the mean full- ovaries yes but to me they look like eggs they're shaped like fucking eggs okay so you thought that so the- those so I thought the ovaries were two eggs okay and I thought they would Suck up into the fallopian tube. And then we would no longer have an ovary. No, you'd grow a new one. Like oh. chickens lay eggs. What? I mean, <laughs> what? I mean, what? that's totally what? irrelevant. What? That's, what? <laughs> yes, chicken lay, so chickens lay eggs. <laughs> so I thought we would lay an egg. The egg would go to where the egg left. <laughs> and then, so, okay, to me, I thought the egg would go through the fallopian tube, land in the uterus, and then the sperm would swim up to the egg, the egg would crack open. <laughs> and the sperm would, like, uh, fertilize the yolk or whatever is inside the egg. And then a and baby... And the egg still cracked? Yeah, the, the egg cracks and then, like, disintegrates or something. And, <laughs> and then the sperm fertilizes the yolk... And then a baby is born. <laughs> That's what I thought. But I have since learned that they're called ovaries because it's Latin for ovum. Ovum means egg, and eggs are inside. Yeah, girl. <laughs> and I learned that last year <laughs> on my podcast in real time with uh, Megan Nuringer, wow. who I fucking adore. Well, I'm glad that yeah. you learned. Yeah, thanks. You also used to think that a hamburger could get your... Great. Yes. <laughs> Oh, did you not want me to bring that up? No, it's fine. So when I was younger, I thought sesame seeds on hamburger buns would implant into a woman. <laughs> and then a baby would grow. So I used to knock seeds off my bun because I didn't want a seed to grow inside me. I'm not getting pregnant. You're not tricking me. <laughs> and then I... I asked my mother where babies came from and I explained that to her and she went, who told you that? And I was like, nobody. I just like really figured it out on my own. (laughs) And I think what happened was like my mom would always be like, well, what do you think? And then I'd go, um, well, and then kind of like figured it out as like went along and then be like, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's gotta be it. Well, I'm glad you know I can't believe you didn't think that like eggs, that that was like an egg and they cracked open and stuff. Like I, yeah, I didn't think. Well, I guess I saw um, "Look Who's Talking" really young. Do you oh. remember? That? 
That's where the babies talk. Or was it Look Who's Talking Now? There's Wait. Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Too. Which one? Yeah, the one one is dogs, one's babies. What? It's Look Who's Talking Too, where right. it's the intro. Yeah, the intro where there's a sperm swimming to the egg, and, uh-huh. they're, and they're all like racing and talking to each other, and they're like, I'm going to get in there. And then the sperm like goes inside the egg, and then... Psh, and the egg doesn't crack open? Uh, it does not crack open. There's like a split for the sperm to go in we there, but then, no it, then I think it closes back up. And then the baby grows inside. Imagine if we could lay eggs. Okay, sure. <laughs> I guess we. Wouldn't that be funny if you could eat from yourself? Ew. What? You wouldn't eat your own eggs? No, because that's if, like cannibalism. Not when you eat yourself. What? Hmm. <laughs> are they do? Are there humans inside these eggs? No, there's yolk. But the, if a Chickens? chicken lay, no, stop it. If a chicken lays an egg, yeah. What do you think the yolk is? Yolk. <laughs> Where do you it's think a chicken? Half the chi- it's like half chi- it's like a chicken jizz. It's like the chicken juice. No, it turns into a chicken. The yolk turns into a chicken. It becomes a chicken if you don't eat it. If you, <laughs> oh no, you gotta cry. <laughs> I, thought, I thought sometimes chickens would lay eggs with yolk, and then sometimes they laid chickens with eggs. And you just didn't know what you were gonna get. Wait! <laughs> How does the yolk become a chicken? How does the yolk become a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> How does he... I need a tissue. Oh no, yeah, do we have a tissue? She's truly crying. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I don't understand if how the, chickens work. If it's a fertilized egg, uh-huh. uh huh. If the chicken has been impregnated. And then it's like warmed and shit. And then like they hatch into a, a chicken. But sometimes, have you ever cracked an egg and sometimes there's like a little red dot? You look so scared. <laughs> no. I think that's like, it was like on its way to become a chicken. But like, if I. It's okay. So take, take your time. <laughs> it's okay. If I, if I, there's no. Okay. I don't understand. Why not? No. <laughs> why don't, why, don't, why, don't, why? Okay, so a chicken lays an egg. We Yes, this is true. How does the yolk become a chicken? I feel so dumb right now. It's, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I think if it's a fertilized egg, like yes. if a rooster impregnated yes. a, a chicken. Yes, the egg would have a chicken in it. Yeah. And sometimes... So, like, what? A chicken has a period, and the period is the egg with the yolk in it? I found a, a video that might help. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Let's watch the video. Yeah, I'm going to explain Whoa. how chickens reproduce. This woman. Let's go. Welcome <laughs> to Becky's Homestead. Yes, Becky! <laughs> two million people have watched <laughs> Becky's Homestead. That's not two million. Oh, wait. <laughs> 200,000. Those eggs will not be fertile, and they will never hatch into a baby. The rooster does his little rooster dance, and then he jumps on top of the hen and breeds her. The egg gets fertile inside the chicken Uh, before she lays the egg. Okay. Hens are not like fish, where they lay a pile of eggs in the water, and then afterward, the boy fish comes and fertilizes the egg. Whoa! Chickens are not like that. They need the egg fertilized while it's still, still inside. inside. Okay, I feel good about will- this. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, 
Why did we even start talking? Wait, we were talking about ovaries, but yeah. why were we talking about that? Mm. Oh, fertilizing eggs. Boy. Why were we talking about fertilizing or, eggs? Uh, freezing eggs, I mean. Oh, wow. So this woman doesn't feel obligated to stay with this dude. Yes, 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 before yes. Okay. Her eggs go dry or whatever. Wow. <laughs> so ultimately, just go get a chicken. Yeah, go get a chicken. <laughs> Okay, well, you can leave us an email or a voicemail. The email is N-I-C-O-L-E-A-N-D-S-A-S-H-E-E-R at gmails.com or gmail.com. <laughs> and then the number to call is 424-645-7003. And honestly, we're done. That's it. That feels really good. It yeah. feels good. Good night, Sashir. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Good night, world. Good night, Sashir. Good night, world. Good night, Nicole. <laughs> and we're back. This episode's not ending. We're here. That's how we start. <laughs> no. Bye bye. Bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.